welcome to On A Lighter Note podcast, a place to learn all about perinatal mental health. I'm your host, Frankie, a peer support worker from Light. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today we have got a service user, Holly. Um, so me and you, Holly, have been chatting for a while now, haven't we? Yeah. Um, and you've got your little boy. Mm-hmm. We really wanted to do a podcast for a while because we have a lot of chats and we feel like the world needs to hear these chats don't we we do um what do you feel is really important to share i think trauma mm. birth trauma mm. i don't think it's spoken about enough no. and that was sort of the initial um conversation that was sort of the presenting need almost in you wasn't it it was that yeah. birth experience and what happened for you and your birth experience yeah um did before talking to me was it something that you felt you talked about or could talk about with anyone else or any other health professionals or anything like that no i i I don't think people get it no um so i'll give you a quick summary Mm. of what happened so i went into hospital to get a scan i was getting Mm. regular growth scans because Mm. my baby was way weighing a Mm. lot or they were expecting him to be big. So I went into hospital at 37 weeks yeah. after having a growth scan. Um, went in on the Monday. They were like, oh, on Wednesday we'll induce you. Because mm. um, your baby's going to be huge. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Which is always a great thing to yeah. hear. That doesn't make you feel worried at all. Not worried at all. No, <laughs> yeah. no you're not worrying about things coming out or <laughs> yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, so I got induced. I was in hospital for four days before mm. having him. Nothing happened. Mm. I was induced twice. Mm. I was literally Rachel and friends yeah. watching women come in, get yeah. induced, go out, have their babies. Yeah. And I was just laid there like, yeah. when am I having my baby? Yeah. Um, so then the Saturday, um, I was checked. Nothing had happened. Um, a consultant came in and said, like, these are your options. We- we can try again. I was like, no, I'm done. Mm. I cannot. Mm. I cannot do this ever no. again. Um, right, so then it'll be a section. Mm. I was like, yep, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I was on the waiting list for that day. He was like, you are an emergency. Mm. Um, but if someone comes in and needs yeah. a section right now, yeah. we'll be bumped down the list. Anyway, yeah. it got to five o'clock and nothing had happened. Mm. I was starving. Mm. I was literally ravenous. Yeah. yeah. I was so angry. I was like, I need to go home. Yeah. I told the midwife and she was like, oh, I'm not sure if I can do that. I was like, no, I yeah. I need to go home. Yeah. I need to have a full sleep yeah. if I'm having a baby tomorrow. Yeah. I can't do this. No. I can't be in here again. So she discharged me on leave and mm-hmm. I had to be in hospital on the Sunday morning. Right. At eight o'clock. Um, back in the same bed, same room, mm-hmm. same place. Yeah. Living my best life. Yeah. So I went yeah. home, I ate all the food. Yeah. Had good. Had a good night's sleep. Yeah, yeah. Came back into hospital, 8 o'clock in the morning, ready. Yeah. And 11 o'clock, they came round, like, rushing. It was unbelievable. Mm. And I had to put scrubs on, I had to yeah. get my gown on. Yeah. Um, and I walked myself to theatre like, I am woman. Yeah. I was ready to have my baby. Yeah. yeah. Like, Emma said she's never seen me, like, be as brave as yeah. I was that, that day. Yeah. Walked myself down to theatre, sat on the bed, like, 
got the cushion, yeah. bent over, got the spinal, yeah. Yeah. laid on the bed, and I just feel like it all went to yeah. pieces yeah. from there. Mm. Um, yeah. We, I laid down, they got him out. It felt like I was ages going numb. Like, mm. it felt like I could still feel everything. Mm. So it just took ages for that. Yeah. And then um, he was, his head was stuck in my pelvis. Mm. So they had to use forceps to get him out. Yeah. And at that point, I was just like, mm. this is lasting ages. Yeah. I don't feel great. And I was looking at me, my, my wife. Mm. Um, the anesthesiologist was amazing. Yeah. Like, she was like, are you okay? We mm. can stop. You know, things, we can have a break if you're okay. I was like, no, I just need my baby out. Mm. Anyway, mm. he came out and as soon as he was out, I glanced over at him and I just thought, right, I can die now. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. my baby is out, he's healthy, and I just, mm. like... Emma said the midwife looked at me because I, I wanted the perfect birth. Yeah. I think we all did. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted him on my chest mm. straight away. Mm. And I couldn't even, like, muster up yeah. anything in me to hold him on my chest. And I held a lot of guilt with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he was passed to my wife. And in that moment, I honestly thought I was going to die. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'd held it, I'd held it all together just yeah. because I wanted my baby here. Yeah. And then I thought, right. Yeah. I'm done now. Mm. Yeah. And I think that feeling of I can die now or I'm going to die now happens so much more than is ever spoken about mm -hmm. and you know doing this job um, with birth trauma and speaking to so many people who have experienced birth trauma that is something I hear nearly every single day yeah and there's all of this sort of there in society and media you know birth's almost a bit of a joke to a lot of people and like oh it was awful oh it's this oh it's that and actually lots of people are unfortunately experiencing birth where they genuinely believe they're going to die mm -hmm. some some do you know and yeah it's they're never spoken about because there's this sort of running joke that birth's meant to be bad and it's not meant to be nice and it's but we're not meant to feel like we're going to die mm. and then get handed a baby mm -hmm. and left to just crack on yeah when you are sat with that trauma of that experience with you forever yeah and no outlet, nowhere to share that, nowhere to talk about that. When you do talk about it, it can sometimes get a reaction that is not helpful, yeah. that makes you go, well, I can never talk about this again. Yeah. Um, you get there where well, you've got a healthy baby, which a lot of people say. Mm -hmm. And they don't necessarily mean it to make you feel rubbish, but it does. Yeah. Like, I've had, like, when I have said to multiple people, mm. I, I don't think, so... I think the issue comes from is that we don't, or I haven't personally mm. shared mm. how I've actually 
yeah. about when I thought that mm -hmm. because you feel ashamed, yeah. you feel the mum guilt, mm. you feel like you're not worthy of having your baby. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. So I, I think it's, I don't know, you don't want to share it with people mm. who you're close to. Yeah. You don't want to share how mm. you feel because yeah. you're scared that people might take your baby off you. Yeah. Yeah. You're scared that I don't know, you you're mm. just worried. Yeah. You're worried for I, I completely resonate with that and I definitely had the feeling of if people know that my birth wasn't quote unquote good that will have some representation of me as a mother. Yeah. If they know I, I had my first daughter with by emergency section and I felt that if people knew I ended up having a failed induction in an emergency section, that somehow indicates what I am going to be as a mother. And I didn't want them to know. Yeah. Like that my birth represents who I am. And that's crazy. It is crazy. Absolutely, Absolutely crazy. And the guilt, like you said, the guilt of, you know, you wanted baby on your chest, you wanted that perfect birth you know yeah and then when that didn't happen the guilt that you carried mm -hmm. and I know I did exactly the same yeah um the guilt that you carry is you can rationalize it and you can see it's ridiculous of course but you still feel it yeah and and that I think that's really hard to try and let go of that guilt yeah. and without especially if you don't talk about it yeah I think I think so what then happened in like the coming months so mm. that would that whole the whole kind of four or five days mm. before I had Arthur mm -hmm. played out in my head yeah. constantly yeah I'd have nightmares I'd wake yeah. up in a pool of sweat yeah I'd, I literally got to a point where I couldn't mm. go to sleep without mm. having a nightmare mm. Now it did kind of dissipate and it got to a point last November where mm. I was like, right, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. No, no. This cannot be my life. Yes. Um, so I messaged Jess, the Jessup's wing yeah. and I was like, yeah. I think I just found a generic email. I was like, I need help yeah. at 4am yeah. in the morning. Yeah. I was like, I need, I need yeah. some kind of clarity as to what happened. Mm. I need because my mind was going wild at that point yeah, then. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It it was just mm. crazy, mm. and I just thought I I need to I need some help. Like, it was particularly because it was the first time Arthur had actually slept. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what am I doing? I am yeah. awake and my baby is asleep. Yeah. This yeah. is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I reached out to Jessops, and then they pointed me in mm. your direction. Mm. Yeah. I'm so glad they did. <laughs> yeah. I think there's so little out there for birth trauma. And I know it is, you know, lots of trusts are trying to do more to support those that have been traumatised through birth. But there is just so little in comparison to a lot of mental health generally is so far behind everything else. Yeah. But Like you hear of postnatal depression. Yeah quite often like yeah. that's quite a common thing mm. you know health visitors mm. look out for that and yeah. doctors like it's one of the things that yeah. you're asked and like from what I'd read mm. from postnatal depression I'd 
yeah, don't have that. That wasn't, yeah. That wasn't it. So when I was getting asked questions mm-hmm. about is everything okay, I was mm. like, oh, yeah. 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 Because... And it's also, you don't know what's normal anymore and what's not. And I like, had no idea. Yeah. And I, I know now, after my first birth, I definitely had PTSD. I didn't... Yeah. I just thought that's what it's like when you have a baby. Yeah. And not like, oh, this is cool. I was like, this is awful. Yeah. This is my life forever now because I've had a baby and everybody feels like this. And, yeah. you know, I didn't sleep. I was yeah. having flashbacks. Yeah. I was triggered by laying down. So, like, I'd never let myself <laughs> lay down, which is obviously not ideal when you're exhausted. And yeah. all these things were going on. But I just thought this is, you know, didn't even occur to me to tell anyone. No. Because I just thought this is This is it. just what happens. Yeah. You have a baby and yeah. you suddenly... And it really wasn't until like way later down the line where I started to like look into birth a little bit more and looked at how it could have been and different people's experiences and and then I started to be like "Mm, maybe something wasn't right there and then it wasn't until I've done this job and I've actually really learned a lot more about how certain things can present and how PTSD might present and I was like oh that was me yeah that was a hundred percent me and like you can see it now clear as day Mm. but in that moment you know I just you just keep going because you've got a baby to look after. Yeah. And any time I did mention it to my partner, he said, you know, well, she's here now. She's fine, so stop talking about it. Yeah. And that wasn't him trying to be, like, dismissive, but it was him trying to help yeah. in his mind. But all I thought was, like, oh, right, I don't matter. The baby matters. Yeah, I'll stop talking about it then. And, you know, which doesn't help. It comes back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it never goes away. Yeah. How, what... So, obviously, you, me and you have been chatting and we talk about birth, and we talk about lots of other things as well. Mm-hmm. Was there anything else that you felt helped you with that experience, help you to get your head to a better place with it? Yeah, so <laughs> in uh, February, mm-hmm. I had my appendix removed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had a great year. It's quite an extreme choice to get over birth trauma. Having your own appendix removed. But, <laughs> I mean, you've got to do what you've yes, got to do. Yes, you do, yeah. <laughs> so I, one night, woke up in absolute agony mm. and went to hospital the day after. I was yeah. like, and this is not right. Rang mm. one, one, one. They were like, yeah, go to hospital. Mm. Um, so I did. My mum took me. Um, and... Yeah, I sat there and was just in absolute pain, sat with a cannula in my arm in the yeah. waiting room of the hospital because there were no beds in A&E. Okay. Yeah. Um, went down to the day surgery unit, sat in there. The nurses were incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, went and saw a consultant and he was like, yeah, that's appendicitis. We'll mm-hmm. take your appendix out in the morning. Mm-hmm. So was admitted onto the ward got given all the good drugs Mm. because that's another thing yeah um i had sat in a and e sat in the inpatient like day unit for Mm. surgery without taking medication Mm. because i'm a breastfeeding Mm mum and i think that turned you into some kind of weird self-inflicting yeah pain-induced <laughs> crazy lady yeah. where I was in a lot of pain mm. and was refusing medication yeah um so that was yeah. quite the thing to get over so as soon as I was admitted onto the ward they were like so you're staying the night would you now like yeah. some drugs and I was like 
yes please yeah, yeah. i can now now <laughs> yeah. take now that there's no option of feeding my baby i will allow myself to be out of this horrendous pain yeah but not a moment before not a moment before (laughs) not until you literally tell me i cannot feed my baby yeah will i allow myself to feel pain yep that's insane yeah um which me and you have talked about yeah and that's yeah not okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) and yet we do yeah um, so I had my appendix removed and then came back onto the ward and I can honestly say the staff there were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the we've talked about like the differences and the similarities. Mm-hmm. So when I had had my section, yeah. I couldn't feel my left leg for quite a long time afterwards. So my first get up was obviously with a support worker and a midwife and I stood up and I was like, oh, can't feel my leg. Mm. And they were like, immediately get down. Yeah, Like, lay back down. So then the second time I then tried to stand up, there was no one around. It was just me, Emma, and my newborn baby. Mm. And I really needed the toilet at Mm. this point. So I stood up and it was the first time I'd actually mm. felt what that felt like. Yeah. And I was in so much pain. Yeah. I was sobbing and it was horrendous. Mm. It was the most pain I've ever been in mm. in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like hunched over, shuffling. Mm. So the midwife had said, oh yeah, the toilet's just down the hall. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah. it's not far, <laughs> it's not going to be far. Yeah. I can honestly tell you that is the longest walk I've ever done in my life. <laughs> yeah. And I was sobbing. When yeah. I say I was like uncontrollably sobbing, yeah. and not one person came up to me to be yeah. like, Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, that's another thing that I've yeah. replayed in my head over and over and over mm. again. Flashback to that. Yeah. So then swing forward to having my appendix out, which is just keyhole surgery. <laughs> Yeah. surgery yeah. I mean I was still in pain but yeah nothing like no. my section um so I stood up so there was two nurses for one mm. there one had me under each arm yeah. and I was really scared yeah. because I remember thinking yeah. that's the most yeah. pain I've ever been in my yeah. life so I was terrified to stand up I think I'd said to the nurse like Mm. I don't want to stand up. I don't want to go to the toilet. Yeah. She's like, no, you'll be fine. Yeah, We're yeah. here. We've got you. Yeah. We'll walk you there. Yeah. And I think in my head, I didn't quite believe them. Um, yeah. So I stood up and I was like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. And they literally both just walked me to the toilet. They were, I, I was like, do you mind coming in with me? Mm. And they were like, absolutely not. That's yeah. what we're here for. Mm. So my experience was just completely different. Yeah. And then, again, I, like, they walked me back to my bed, sat me down, Mm. made sure I was okay, went and got me, like, tea and toast. Mm. Mm. Like, it was just a completely different experience to what I'd had when having my baby. Yeah. And it makes me really cross and really sad that that's how it was. Yeah. And we, I mean, we talked so much about it, about how, you know, when you've just had a baby, however that baby was delivered, and it's you're in such a raw, vulnerable state, and so many of us are left to just 
on our own to just yeah. try and physically work this out and deal with it and emotionally and it's just heartbreaking that like mm -hmm. so many people are left in such a vulnerable mm -hmm. place and yeah. not supported in the way that they deserve to be supported yeah and you know it's great that the care is there maybe on a different ward but yeah. how ridiculous is it that that support often not always often isn't there yeah. in a maternity ward yeah like it it's i baffling. think it's insane you've yeah. got not only you took after but mm -hmm. a tiny human who yeah. is completely helpless like yeah. they're completely dependent yeah. on on you yeah and you alone like yeah. emma was there yeah. and like the best support i could ever have mm. but ultimately he yeah. just wanted me and my yeah. boobs yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah and <clears throat> to not feel like you've got the support from the staff in hospital when you mm. are at your lowest yeah at your most vulnerable in the most pain that mm. i would say most people have been yeah. in yeah yeah or have felt mm. physically yeah probably and emotionally to be yeah. honest yeah um but you've just had a baby mm. get on with it your yeah. life's great yeah um and again i don't think going back to trauma i don't think that that is quite recognized in mm. hospital mm. like no one comes up to you and says oh are you okay how are you doing mm. like we've seen that you've probably not had the best time yeah yeah like, or just if you're sobbing in a hallway clearly in pain don't walk past you like, walk past even like the bare minimum are you okay do you need a hand can i walk you know even that would be great yeah and nobody deserves to have felt that way. Yeah. Nobody. No. And it is heartbreaking and sad. And it's, you know, when we talked about you having the appendix out, like the, actually, even though, like, that wasn't a nice thing to go through, yeah. it actually gave you that, like, faith in sort of the nurses, the health professionals, that, yeah. like, it, it can be different and it yeah. can, you know, you can have a really positive experience in a hospital. Yeah. Um, oh god, yeah. I was, I was honestly terrified. Yeah. And and like you said, I remember you saying like, you know, I was going. That sounds really triggering. Like, and I'm sure, like you said, there were times that will have felt triggering, and being in a waiting room and not be, you know, that's terrifying and triggering, definitely. But actually, I remember you saying like it was a really healing experience, and you would never have, you never expected it to be. You never sort of thought, no. oh well, if I have my appendix out, then it'll heal me from my birth yeah. trauma. Like, no. But actually, it really was a healing experience for mm -hmm. you, which is great. Yeah, it was. It was because the staff were. I honestly can't thank or say mm. praise the staff at Barnsley Hospital anymore because they were just wonderful. Mm. Like the ladies there, like whatever well just the basic needs yeah. of someone were yeah. being met but they weren't just like that with me like yeah. i could see that they were actively mm. doing that with everyone mm. on that ward mm. and that really mm. yeah like you said like yeah healed a lot of yeah and put my trust back into yeah healthcare professionals because i didn't mm. see that when i was in hospital yeah with yeah my baby yeah and I think that is heartbreaking that you didn't see that when you should have. But yeah. it's great that you have been able to have some experiences that 
you know, if someone had told you this is going to happen, you'd probably be thinking this is going to trigger a lot and it's going to be difficult. And But actually it wasn't like that. And you no. were able to take this experience and sort of really reflect on things mm. and find a place where you can sit with that birth experience and it feel less overwhelming. Yeah. You know, I remember when we first talked, and I don't think you got through I don't a think... conversation, a, a sentence, <laughs> without crying. And which, you know, it's fine. We all do it. I do make a lot of people cry. It's just what I'm like. Yeah. But, you know, the feelings towards that birth now, I know, you know, it's not a hunky-dory. You're not like, that was the best day of my life. Yeah. But it's being able to acknowledge it and mm. accept it and understand it. And take some ownership of it yeah, and some empowerment from that experience yeah. that was so difficult yeah. in that moment at that time. Yeah. Oh, I'm so empowered. Mm. I mean, me and you have spoken. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I I should go and sit with women yeah. in Jessup's hospital Absolutely. and be there for them. Yeah. Like, I feel like I could just... Yeah. Yeah. We definitely have the fire in our bellies. Definitely <laughs> to fire do it. In our bellies. Yeah, it's like I, I feel like I could lift mm. women up mm. and really mm. be there for people when mm. they're at their worst. Because let's mm. face it, I don't think anyone has a particularly great birth. No, and I think it's you're vulnerable and raw, no matter what. Like my oh. my second birth, which was a much more positive, enjoyable experience. Yeah, you are still so vulnerable and oh, so God, raw yeah. and so in need of others around you to take their initiative to care for you and support you and and yeah it's not it's never an easy experience ever no no I I think it's so good and I know we've wanted to do a podcast together for ages and it's so good to share your experiences and you know none of us are you know we're all far from being like I'm healed and I'm wonderful and it's all sunshine and rainbows now like you know I'm we're all a long way off that, but yeah. I think it's really great to hear somebody's experiences, someone's story, and what things helped, what things triggered, what where they're at with their journey. I think it's really helpful to hear others, mm. and that's something that's always really helped me. Um, mm. It's just having like the confidence to actually start that conversation and in the right places with the right people. Definitely. Um, you know, and it's great that, like, we get to have those conversations because as much as, like, I'm here to support you, you 100% support me in my own recovery with it all. And so imagine. do all the mums I work with. Yeah. It's that peer support. Yeah. It's not just me providing something for somebody else. I get so much from it as well. I, I think talking to someone who has been through what mm. you've been through mm. is so helpful. Yeah. Like, coming in here mm. and just getting to kind of... Mm offload yeah. everything that I felt yeah. over the past year mm. has really been the most helpful thing. Mm. I think talking to someone who actually understands yeah. what you've yeah. been through yeah. without getting the, well, your baby's here, you're yeah. fine, yeah. you're fine. yeah. And it's like, no, I, yeah. I look fine. Yeah. Physically, I yeah. am fine. Yeah. In my head, that's mm. a whole, <laughs> whole other thing. A yeah. whole other thing. <laughs> I think we definitely need to do a few more podcast episodes and we'll talk about so many different things and your experiences, you know, as a two-mom family, your experiences of returning to work and being primary caregiver, all those things that, like, we have talked about over the months. Yeah. I There's so many things I want us to 
share with others so we'll definitely do um another podcast episode um but thank you so much for sharing today and um yeah it's great it's great for me to hear you get through that birth story (laughs) without without crying which is fine you can cry that's fine i could still cry about my own birth story but that's that's huge for me to see like that makes me so happy yeah i did it without crying yeah that's yeah, amazing. It is amazing and you should be <laughs> proud. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for listening to me. <laughs> I, it's a pleasure. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to On A Lighter Note podcast. Brought to you by Light, a pre and postnatal peer support charity covering Sheffield, Rotherham, Doncaster and the surrounding areas. If you feel you'd like to learn more about light or any of the topics discussed in today's episode, please see the links in the episode description.